Hello, and welcome to Quadrivia, the podcast that takes you a step beyond trivia and into the minds of the people who craft it. I'm Jason with Liquid Courage Entertainment in Chicago, Illinois. I'm Jeremy with Liquid Courage Entertainment in Chicago, Illinois. I'm Corey with Third Degree Entertainment in Spokane, Washington, and Coeur d'Alene, Hayden, and Post Falls, Idaho. And I'm Paul, also with Third Degree Entertainment, just on the Idaho half of things in Coeur d'Alene, Post Falls, and Hayden. And Did you welcome expand, to the episode, Corey? <laughs> uh, no, I'm just naming more of the little towns instead of saying North Idaho. It makes oh, me okay. sound well, better. <laughs> makes him sound like he expanded. I mean, if we want to get into that, then, you know, Chicago and Brookfield, Illinois and Countryside <laughs> and Western Springs and Romeoville and Shorewood. I mean, we could we could dance this dance if you really want. OK, uh, I'm Corey in downtown Spokane, Northside Spokane, uh, Spokane Valley. Uh, I'm just going to are any of them. You guys Spokane? let me know when you're done. <laughs> the Idaho ones. <laughs> <laughs> So oh. cool. Y'all may have noticed that there is a another third degree representative here. Finally, Paul, you are my Jeremy. Uh, this is very exciting because Chicago is not taking over this week. This is I'm very sorry, depressing Paul. because there's I'm another sorry. Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, too. Get out while you can. <laughs> Run. Yeah, I know. Wait, hold on. Who's insulted here? Is it me or Jeremy? Oh, it's a blanket insult. You guys are both umbrella oh, okay. covered. It's comprehensive insult insurance we aim for. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, Good provider. So, Paul, what? Uh, we'll talk about the rest in a moment here, but what did you do pre-trivia? And what else are you doing during trivia? <laughs> Code co-trivia. Um, I've always done, I've always played trivia. Uh, before I got the opportunity to actually host it, though, I was working as a property manager in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Um, we had kind of a cool shtick going where we were also real estate agents. And then so the people who were managing the properties, if they wanted to buy more, and Coeur d'Alene is very much a booming area to buy real estate in right now, they just kind of had somebody already in their pocket. Um, before that, I managed a mom and pop kind of late night sandwich shop in a college town of Moscow, Idaho. I did that for four years. That was super fun. And concurrently with trivia, I am a line cook at an Italian restaurant that is actually next door to one of our trivia gigs, uh, which was not planned, uh, <laughs> but it makes it really convenient to just walk between my two places of employment. Yeah, you can't beat that commute for sure. No, and we no, it's across the parking lot. <laughs> we like to meet up there and have a drink before uh, going over to host, so it, it works out pretty well. Yeah, I feel like Paul gets a bottle of red, Corey gets a bottle of white. Nope, I get a diet. No, and whiskey. diet PBR. Yeah, he, he gets a he gets a diet and whiskey, and he gets and like I get a, a stout. Or... And I hope to oh, God they right. make it with gin and not vodka. <laughs> I've never heard it called a diet and whiskey. Uh, is there more diet than whiskey, or more whiskey than diet? Is it like an emphasis thing, or do you Actually, just think, do everything backwards in Washington and Idaho? I think sub. I usually say whiskey and diet. I don't know why it came out the other way there. It may be well, you, subconscious. You can't say because... I'll have a whiskey diet. Yeah, I can. I say it all the time. Well, I mean, that's just a, that's a given. What? We know you have a, a whiskey diet. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways, you can have him, Jason. You can have him. I feel like um, that was a follow up to Cherry Pop and Daddy's uh, seminal oh single no. right there. Oh, my God. Anyways. This and someday I will teach you to throw back a bottle of beer, not oh. whatever the hell you call beer. It's PPR. It's it won in the fucking Chicago World's Fair. 
Yeah, right. and so Show did the Cubs respect. in 1893. Like, yes, that doesn't mean like, anything. So you're not a like Cubs fan either? What? No, I'm just over it by now. Are you allowed anyway. to go to Chicago and not like the Cubs? Uh, very much so, but we don't oh, talk okay. to those people. Gotcha. <laughs> no, you know what? I uh, No, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to put them on blast. All right, that's enough talk about Paul. Uh, it's oh, time God. now, instead, to talk about Paul and why he got into <laughs> trivia. Oh, okay, uh, a big but change. the rest of us too. Uh, that's our topic tonight. We're talking about how we got into trivia, why we got into trivia. We're talking about getting into trivia in general, uh, and I'm I'm really excited for this because you know uh, we've got me and uh, one of my employees. We've got Jason and one of your employees. So this this should actually be like a, an exciting thing. I think that we've got a lot to work with here. Yeah, I'm semi-aroused at the notion of this. Let's get into it. And I have to go. Semi-aroused. <laughs> well, at the notion of this, I'm always semi-aroused. That's my secret, Cap. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Corey, cool. um, I'll throw it to you. Why? D- why do you do trivia? Um, It just kind of fell in my lap. And I know some of this will be uh, uh, touching on things that, that we've talked about in the past, but... Uh, yeah, it, it really fell into my lap. Uh, I enjoyed playing trivia. A buddy was hosting. He had to go out of town and asked me to take over. So I I did, and I just wound up really enjoying it. It, it wasn't something that I had planned on getting into. I didn't know that I wanted to do it or that I would like it. Mm. And just kind of that, that first uh, taste by happenstance kind of got me hooked and... Yeah, it really just kind of trivia took over is what happened. Took over. You are possessed now. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you, what was it about that that first experience that really kind of opened your eyes and your heart and your mind? I genuinely have no idea because I hate everything about it. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I hate hosting. I go up there and it, it's just so much nerves going on. Uh, I get really anxious before hosting. I've been doing it for five years now and I still get nervous. I, I don't like having people stare at me and pay attention to me for two hours straight, you know, where I'm literally the only thing for them to do. So I don't know why I got so hooked on it. But I, I did. It maybe was uh, part of a release for me, you know, with my shtick, my whole getting to talk shit to people. I get to release frustrations from the week by being an asshole to people, and they enjoy it, so it's a win-win. And I get to kind of flex my writing and my uh, studying muscles, which I, re- I love the deep dives into different topics. I love going out and finding those trivia questions and learning about things. And this just uh, lets me take that thing that I enjoy and make money off of it. So, so I would assume that's why I'm getting from you is that you are a giant nerd who hates everyone. And also the concept of having a conversation that you don't control. Yeah. Wow. It, what, like, <laughs> what, is that a surprise to anybody though like no i'm just distilling the me. essence of cory marku <laughs> down into a two ounce uh, portion for everybody into a downloadable yeah, no. bite 
that is uh that's actually pro- that that's a wrap we can end the Corey show yep. right there we've gotten into that is everything out of trivia <laughs> <laughs> how about you jason how about you well and i've just like you i've talked about this uh on the podcast on one or two occasions but i started out as a karaoke host and an event dj because music has always kind of been a jam for me and drinking has always kind of been a jam for me. And why not do both, right? Um, the reason I got into pub trivia all the way back in like 2009, 2010, honestly, was twofold. One, I saw a lot of promotion on social media about uh, venues, specifically in like Chicago itself, the city as opposed to the suburbs, that were bringing in trivia nights. And I knew it was big over in the UK. And I realized that this was not going to be a short term trend. It was going to be more of a long term entertainment option that was going to grow here in the States. And I wanted to be on the, the ground floor of that because it's really, really hard to pay your mortgage as a karaoke host. So it allowed me to expand and diversify. The other reason is I'm a fucking nerd who likes yelling at people, Corey. Yeah, no, we all know that. Uh, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> ultimately it was a combination of, well, I'm just sitting here dicking around on the internet during my, my daytime downtime anyway. Might as well put that to good use and see if I can come up with an idea that lets me not so much stand above, but stand out from the general concept of pub trivia so that people come to one of my shows and they at least have a recognizability to the format that I presented. I love the concept of game development. I'm not a great game developer. I have a little bit of experience programming, you know, video games, web games, things like that. Uh, and I love the concept of game shows. Uh, especially different formatted ones. So it's a bit of a mental exercise for me to try to think of doing a non-novel thing in a novel way. And that's really kind of the inspiration for the the crazy shit that I do. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, that's how a lot of the best stuff gets invented though, is somebody takes something that's been that's been done. I mean, the concept of trivia is hardly new, but doing it, you know, with a little bit of modern humor and modern technology and doing it in bars and getting the younger crowd into it. Like that's how you make like an impression right there. Exactly. Yeah. And that was another part of it uh, for my end. I have a background in developing, as I mentioned, and I decided, well, people are using, you know, little like guitar amps and microphones on cables and pens and paper, and there's nothing on the TVs. What can I bring to the table? Not so much to be the first, but at least to make it seem more 21st century. Nice. I love that you and I are both in the same place on that too, because that's that's exactly what I was seeing. There was there was one uh, company in town that was using TVs, but nobody else. Um, and it, it was all just little portable announcer speakers, you know, not uh, real setups or, or going ham on anything. And uh, it's like, fuck it, why not? You know, let's let's Change make the it. Game. Yeah, let's make a party atmosphere. Let's have fun, you know. And I, I will say, I do sometimes, I set out to do something different. I set out to do trivia that didn't exist in Spokane. Uh, I wanted the raunchy trivia. I wanted to talk shit to people. I wanted it to be more playful, uh, higher energy. And... So that's what I've done, and I, I've thrived in that. There's still nobody else really doing that around here, which is nice. Uh, 
or because it's a terrible idea. I'm not sure which, but whatever. So it wasn't um, so much that you were looking to innovate the concept as it was you were looking to kind of recontextualize the the vibe of it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, but I do, I, I, I will admit to sometimes I feel a little bit bad and I feel a little bit, a little bit guilty when I'm writing because I'll, I'll look at the categories that I've got planned out or the things that I've started and I'll be like, oh, this one's about movies and this is the music round and the picture round is about video games and oh, that one's about Harry Potter. I've got no real trivia question none of your standard you know the more general knowledge or science and literature and arts and history i don't do a whole lot of those questions so i try to pack them into my general knowledge but so you so you mean the the boring nerd shit right exactly as you exactly. explicitly called it once on my well, stream appropriately so <laughs> um but I do know that sometimes you're I'm going to get those people that come out to trivia expecting Jeopardy or expecting your Trivial more stereotypical. Or, yeah, yeah, your more stereotypical trivia. And you don't get the mine is very pop culture oriented. It's very multimedia. And uh, I feel bad about that. And I'd like to maybe start branching out into a more of your your typical trivia stuff nah, don't do but it if it ain't broke man <laughs> that's fair i don't know i just think there's another market for that too i i can still call people a shithead and ask yeah. them and then I'll questions them about question. history yeah yeah so uh yeah just marketing is boring nerd shit trivia yeah yeah tm boring nerd shit tm <laughs> Uh, I yeah. think that uh, talks about you and me. Should we should we throw it to the minions? I think we should. Let's do that. Uh, Paul, Jeremy, one of you jump in here. Why did you want to get into trivia and how did you do it? I, mean, I can jump in on that. Um, my yeah, biggest thing was. Um, oh, crap. Where did you come from? Yeah, right. I know. Uh, <laughs> just uh, let you in here. <laughs> my biggest thing was just going to the bar with some friends to play trivia on a Friday night. I'd never done it before. I mean, growing up, I played a lot of Trivial Pursuit and um, I did like some quiz bowl type stuff in high school. Um, I've, I've always been a geek, so I've always liked random trivia questions. I've always been a history buff, so I've always, you know, just retaining that knowledge and um, actually finding trivia outside of like Trivial Pursuit um, was kind of an outlet for me. Uh, it was it was it's weird to say it like now that I'm saying it out loud, but um, it, it became a lot of fun. It was like I found something that, hey, I'm pretty good at this. I'm never going to be a basketball player or something like that. Um, I'm decent at video games and uh, hey, I'm pretty good at trivia. And it became a, uh, a thing that I really enjoyed doing and uh, look forward to it every week. Uh, definitely went to some other shows outside of Liquid Courage, but they were <gasps> never the same. I guess I got spoiled, uh, Jason, talking earlier about, you know, the TVs and everything. When oh, you no, go we're, from... we're going back to that thing you said, Judas. Yeah, what? I think you need to update your employment contract, Jason. Yeah, right. No, this is early on, and I've, I've done it since. I don't care. I will say I've been to other Ooh, trivia shows. but Master backpedaler. But you know what? <laughs> on. I, I just realized why I went to bed with some back pain last night. There is a yeah. dagger just right here in the sciatica, <laughs> Jeremy. What the hell? You know, 
You could just let me finish because I was going to stroke your ego, but maybe I'll just stop and leave it at that now. I don't think he wants oh, his don't ego stroke. Don't you dare fluff me enough finish the job. what I just heard. <laughs> I'm just going to edge you just a little bit. Um, no, but seriously, uh, what Jason said earlier, I think, is what really won me over more than anything. Uh, and I don't know, maybe because it was my first experience. I know, I know I've talked about this before on the podcast, um, but... I, I was spoiled because I saw Jason's game first. I had never been to a pub trivia. I had played it, like I said, Trivial Pursuit at home. Maybe like, uh, what was that DVD game that everybody played? The movie trivia. Seen, Seen it. it. Seen it. Yeah, thank you. But outside of that, I'd never been to a live show. So my first live show I experience is the whiteboards and the automatic scoring system and the TVs and everything's up on the screen. And you've got a host walking around the room interacting with people. And it really got me into it. It was a really fun experience. And where I was saying was I've been to other shows and I can see where Jason was saying earlier, how do you improve on what's already out there? Because I don't mind playing a game every once in a while where I'm sitting at a table where they give me paper and say, turn in your slip and somebody sits behind a table. But that's not as fun for me. Um, I like it because I, I like trivia, but what really got me into it, I think, was the interaction. Like the reason I wanted to go back was I was having fun. And that's what also made me, you know, get into the other side of hosting it and things like that was just I had fun. <laughs> um, and that's the biggest thing for me. I just uh, I, I enjoy it. I'm good. I'm fairly decent at it. I wouldn't say I'm good at it. I'm fairly decent at it. Oh, listen and, to that uh, backpedal. I'm good. <laughs> I'm decent. <laughs> Uh, having played at Geek Bowl and uh, on some podcasts against some really good trivia players, um, I'm not as good as I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> but I still enjoy it and I still have fun with it. And I don't mind losing as long as I'm having fun. Now, Paul, did you notice Did you notice how Jeremy was uh, uh, complimenting Jason in there? Uh, yeah. No, that so, did happen on the Chicago end of things. Yeah, what, it's, it's What's your story? <laughs> what's, what's my story? Yeah. I'm, um, I'm really curious. I want to hear this. Yeah, for sure. Uh, not to disappoint. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. But I, uh, I've i been playing at trivia in some sort of fashion for pretty much as long as I can remember. It was sort of family tradition to, you know, 6 p.m. sharp is when we turn on Jeopardy and then we eat dinner during it. And then at 6.30 p.m. sharp is when we turn it off because the dumb people play Wheel of Fortune. Um, and whoa, whoa, so we were, we were a Jeopardy Hold family. On. I <laughs> like Wheel of Fortune, sir. I'm just saying how like, I grew up. This is all on, on mom and dad at this point. Uh, I'd like to solve the puzzle, although, and I think the solution is Paul is kind of an elitist dick. Yeah. Wow. You didn't and, need any vowels for that one, bud. He, he hasn't really taken the uh, compliment the boss route that Jeremy did, but he is picking up the, at this point oh, in the watch story, me I'm back six, pedal. Corey. <laughs> there's no boss to compliment i have a bedtime still a six-year-old who is backpedaling correct right. yeah that's when i learned to ride the unicycle um <laughs> but anyway and then and then that sort of translated itself into whenever we would be driving anywhere and you know my my parents pretty much uh religiously listened to classic rock and then like metallica would come on and be like who's their guitarist like who's their drummer and i'm just this kid in the back like at the time i like hated it or whatever but Looking back, I definitely see it was just like training me to retain info and always like be eager to answer questions and like feel accomplished for knowing things that not necessarily everybody knows. And that sort of stuck with me all the way through, you know, any kind of high school or whatever. I didn't actually go to a pub trivia night until, believe it or not, I was 21. Um, Weird. In, yeah, right. Funny how that uh, happens. 
in college, I went to the University of Idaho, which is in a pretty classically college town environment where in the summer and during Christmas breaks and stuff, you can actually see the tumbleweeds and cowboy duels on the streets. But when there's actual students there in attendance, then it's it's pretty poppin' and there's a really good main street with a lot of bar crawling and bar activity. And yeah, I find myself going to two or three trivia nights a week in college just because it was, you know, when I when I wasn't working my night job uh, and nobody wanted to play magic, that was just the other third thing that I knew how to do with my life. Uh, and it, it was really fun. Um, and I just started going to more and more of them. So once I moved from that town to Coeur d'Alene, uh, which is where I live now and work for uh, the best boss west of Chicago, Corey. Um, My heart. It, you for that. It was or qualified compliments Chicago are the best compliments. Too. See, there you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> it was it was pretty much the first the first thing that I did once I got to Coeur d'Alene. Uh, because I only knew three people in this town when I moved here. One of them was my old boss at the time when I did some SEO and digital marketing stuff. Um, the other, the second person that I knew in Coeur d'Alene was the guy I moved up there with who dropped off pretty quickly. And then the third person was actually Kim. Uh, and then she took me to Corey's trivia cause she had gone there a couple times with, uh, her boyfriend and she was just a friend that I went to school with, uh, that happened to also live in the same city. So she was like, Hey, we used to do trivia, come to trivia. And, um, pretty similar story to Jeremy's at that point, which is, you know, this guy was making everyone laugh. He's walking around um, the bar. He's got TVs. It's high tech. And it, it's, instead of something that I would go to in order to just satisfy my need for trivia and to just feel accomplished for knowing things, that was a fun thing that I would actually feel good inviting friends to. You know, like if there's just some dude sitting behind a desk and you're writing everything on a slip of paper, like there's there's a there's definitely a ceiling on the amount of fun that you can have if you're not somebody who inherently enjoys trivia. But, you know, if you go to Corey's show, or, you know, maybe a little bit self-aggrandizing here, but if you come to one of my shows, it's it's more fun. It's it's a, it's an environment that you want to be in, that you can hang out with your friends in. And that's that's kind of what I strive for, is I, I want to make it something that people would, would have a good time at, even if they didn't go specifically for the trivia. I like that takeaway uh, that you presented on that, Paul. The, the notion that you are first and foremost an entertainer, and that your audience is larger than the people who are playing in your venue. I like that. And are you looking for another job? <laughs> uh, the commute would be rough, but yeah. Yeah, I'm an open. I'm an open-minded human being. Um, oh no, I'm just going to expand out to Idaho. Oh, we got you covered. Go. Let's do it. No, need, no need for a commute. Is there going to be a turf war here? Are we going to draw like draw it on state line. Like if I look, once you're LK, you're LK and... all the way. <laughs> I would love to see Corey just walk up with a knife snapping. I, this visual pleases me in very yeah. real ways. Pulls out I don't even I don't need to blade. say anything because uh, we all know what would happen if you showed up in Idaho. Uh, I would a welcome turn party? running because I can only eat so many potatoes and be only so close to Spokane. No, they would kill you for me after that comment. Ah, uh, fair. <laughs> you Remember, would have alive coming soon to Coeur d'Alene. <laughs> have you, have you been oh, no, to, I don't know if this is too much of an aside or not. Have you been to the North Idaho area? It is actually gorgeous out here. It is. I have not, uh, in all honesty. I have never been farther west than, I believe, Vegas. Wow. You've only experienced the shitty half of the country. Wow, well, that was a fine part of the silent real quick here in the studio. <laughs> I love the West. The West Coast oh, is the West Coast. I agree. I, it is, I it is one of the two over. best coasts, yeah. That's fact. I've Get lived all Gulf over. I do keep coming back here, so. 
Uh, I, like I, I have nowhere to go with that. You have, you've completely <laughs> derailed right? the conversation, yeah. Paul. The uh, uh, employment offer is rescinded. Corey, rescinded. good luck to you. And I say that sincerely. <laughs> Perfect. Good job, Paul. Just just the way we rehearsed it. Excellent. Thank you. Um, but at least I will give you this, Corey. Your guy fucking talks on the podcast. That's true. Oh, all right. I like Wait, to not interrupt and allow you people to talk. <laughs> That's just how it is. is. It's been seven minutes. I do well, talk quite a bit Paul on the podcast. Him when he wakes up. Uh, Paul, I've got a question for you. Yeah. Uh, I'm asking this for the listeners and for uh, Jason and Jeremy's sake here, but how, how did you get into trivia? Um, and before even before I know the story, what led up to you, you know, reaching out or making the effort? Uh, kind of give us the walk up into that. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So to put it very succinctly, the property management job uh, had finished draining my soul. And uh, I was pretty tired of having a white collar at a desk doing fairly meaningless work for like faceless out of state investors. And being the guy on the front lines, like anybody listening to this that is involved in property management at all, you completely understand where I'm coming from. Being the guy on the front lines collecting the rent, the tenant's not happy with you for that reason. Um, and then on the flip side, the owner of the property is pretty much never happy with you because they always want more money or they don't like that the tenant has a dog. And pretty much you're just on this like tightrope between two people that are never going to like you. And the, the job is pretty much just hard on your psyche. There's a reason you only see like jaded old ladies doing it. Uh, and it's because Fred Meyer turned them down. Um, but so I got, I got pretty tired of that and decided that I just wanted to take, and, and I was like 24 seven on call for like hundreds of people all the time for two years. So I pretty much just needed to take a break. Uh, and I mean, this is the only time that the statement, well, unless something crazy happens in a couple days in DC, but, uh, thank God for COVID because that actually gave me like the solid like break that I kind of needed because I left that job in March, which was like right when things were getting hectic. Um, so I started at um, the, that, at tomato street, just, I knew one of the servers there from college. And so I walked in and she said, I'll have Kyle call you. And so I had the job literally the day after I walked into it, which is the nice part about never burning a bridge. Um, but so now I was like working with my hands and that was pretty cool. Um, making pizza, serving it. Like I've, I've always enjoyed customer interaction and, and personal service. So, um, once I had a little bit more availability in my schedule, instead of being on call all the time, uh, I'd been going to Corey's Trivia for about two and a half years at this point. Um, most Wednesdays, but not all Wednesdays. Um, and I was like, hey, if you need help, because I heard that uh, another friend of mine uh, that he knows too, Dan, had been doing it for a little while. Um, and I think I heard on the grapevine that Dan hadn't been doing it anymore. I'm not sure how I knew that. Maybe I didn't know that, but I was like, hey, like I'd love to help out if there's time. And then we originally had that conversation before COVID. Uh, and then obviously everything just got shut down. So the conversation got picked up like four months later, um, which is now like a month or two ago. So I'm, I'm relatively fresh to the actual employed trivia nerd post. Um, but yeah, so after, after COVID let up at least enough to start hosting events and traveling around and interacting with people and not, you know, having a fit of paranoia afterwards, uh, I started hosting some trivia. I don't know if that fully answered your question or not, but, uh, maybe. No, it, it really didn't. We're going to need seven to 15 more minutes out of you, if that's okay. Perfect. I know that's why you guys had me on here. Lack of content. Exactly. Yeah, well, it's not even so much lack of content. It's lack of desire to talk. Like, we oh, want a podcast. We just don't want to work for it. 
yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. no, that was that was very well and truly uh, said. And I learned a lot about not just you, but about Corey and how third degree kind of operates, you know, thousands of miles away from me in the, the great land of the Pacific Northwest where Bigfoot's run rampant. Uh, Jeremy. Yeah, same. True. Uh, for me, it was basically we, we've talked about this a little bit before on the podcast, having gone to Jason's shows and becoming friends with him over the years. Um, initially, I started filling in as a uh, karaoke host when he couldn't make a show or something like that. Uh, and eventually it turned into, well, you can cover the trivia shows if you want. And I'm like, oh, I can do karaoke. This is going to be easy. Um, no. <laughs> it, it's a lot harder to control a room for two hours i learned but yeah uh, i did that. have yeah uh i i did have a uh a really fun time filling in and then eventually uh i ended up getting my own show and that now even with covid we we're talking about that uh does come back next tuesday so i will be back in a live environment hosting trivia again uh, after a few months off here i'm actually looking forward to it uh, i'm still a little weary about being in bars but Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to being back in that environment again because it really is fun. And once you get into it, it's kind of a, I don't want to say a high, but it puts you in a really good mood. I look forward now, to my trivia hosting nights every, you know, and instead of it being a, a part-time job or a second job, you know, I, and don't tell my boss this if he's listening, but I mean, I would debatably do it without getting paid. Like, it's just really fun to do. Ooh, don't say mm. those words. <laughs> You're going <laughs> to no, give him ideas. I, no. <laughs> Um, Corey, no, I, Corey, our children are playing with each other. I'm so proud. It's so of them. cute. And, I mean, and they're do, willing we, to work for free. Uh, yeah, no, that, that is a legally on. binding verbal contract. Time out. I never agreed to this. And I never promised show quality. <laughs> oh damn! Hello, welcome um, to trivia tonight, all you motherfuckers. Corey isn't paying me, so uh, go buy drinks, and I'll say goodbye in two hours. Deuces. Like, how is that <laughs> any is that different, different from yeah. what we already do? God, I've been fucking trying that, way That's too just hard you being nicer to them. That is true. Oh. I'm far nicer to the audience than Corey is. Jeremy never started Trivia Night with Welcome to Trivia Night, motherfuckers. <laughs> hey, Jeremy, actually, are you looking? You get the check, and bad. then you say goodnight, motherfuckers. Asses off if I did that. Hey, Jeremy, I... are you looking for employment opportunities? Because <laughs> if you work for me, are we going to a wife can. swap? Yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. <gasps> no, let's do that. Yeah. Oh, Who's paying for this? Chicago. Jason is. Okay. Uh, that is yeah. firmly false. Jason <laughs> is a professional Twitch streamer, Trivia right? Oh, okay. He's got that mad subscription cash. He can do it. Oh, yeah. I make upwards of dollars a month from, <laughs> from the 5,000 streams that I do. <laughs> Um, so basically, listeners, the origin story here is if you want to get into hosting, go play it. Go play, be a regular, show up for a while. Uh, not only is that going to help you see how the the gig works and stuff, but it, it, it just kind of immerses you into the environment. You You have a better feel for it. And then talk to the host. Say, hey. Do you have any gigs that you need covered? What what would I do? Go talk. Go ask. That's what Paul did. That's what Jeremy did. They came mm -hmm. up. They asked us about it. And that's all you got to do. It makes our lives so much easier. And I can't stress that enough because I have found myself both in positions where 
I have shows, I have opportunities, and I don't have talent, and I don't even know where to begin to look to find somebody to cover them. Exactly. And I've had situations where people come to me, and their options I never thought I thought to consider that I had, and then they express that interest. And then I will personally bend over backwards if you wow me and I think you're going to be good for me and for shows and for the company, I will find a place to fit you in. Well, I was going to say, I just heard Jason say, I will bend over backwards and find a place to fit you in. Like, that's what I really took away. Look, this uh, is a professional podcast and words are chosen carefully and with purpose, sir. (laughs) I am not here to yuck anybody. Are we not doing phrasing anymore? (laughs) No. When when Jason when Jason says things like that, we just ignore him. Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) Welcome to the show. It's a good thing I'm not anyway. No, I will say what I've noticed is I've tried putting out you know job offer ads. I've I've posted on the Craigslist and Facebooks and stuff, and and I've uh, pursued finding employees. And the ones who have come up to me and said, hey, I want to do this instead of, hey, I saw an ad, they've worked out so much better. Not only because they know what they're getting into, they know what to expect, but because they have the gumption and, and they really want to do it. So, like I said, go out and just talk to your hosts. Um, yeah, it's so much easier to hire somebody that you already have a familiarity with than to hire somebody completely blindly and at random. So much easier. Yeah, Make, I'd, I'd help been, us help you help us. Yeah, help. I'd been somewhat hanging out with Corey, like I mentioned, for like honest to God years before you know we started working together at all. I just saw him once a week and we would shoot the shit. And I, at least most of the time, wasn't a tool during his shows. And and yeah. so we just we just got along pretty well. So I I feel like that, that created a, a much exclusive. stronger. <laughs> <laughs> it created a, a much stronger kind of work, you know, co-working boss employee, whatever you want to call it, subdom mm-hmm. uh, bond. <laughs> yeah, than no, if if I was just some some idiot who applied to an ad because I needed a a part time job and thought trivia would be easy. No, it makes a lot of sense. I like that you brought that to the table, Paul, and I think that's going to give you. A career when you spread your little wings and fly and form fourth degree entertainment, which is one better. Mm, oh, there we go. Mm, well, I don't know that's that. that's not me, man. That's just math. Just just math. Well, wait until I start Vapor Courage Entertainment. Oh, nobody should do that. That's a terrible name. Well, Jeremy likes to vape, so I just thought that it would work out really well. Are his genes bedazzled too? Like, are we just outing people for vaping now? He might. Do you bedazzle <laughs> your genes? I don't. He... Where does Jeremy keep going? I'm right here. Oh, Jesus. Can you not he's hear work- me? He's working on another pair right now. <laughs> Can you not hear me? <laughs> so I, I think something fun to talk about would be our first kind of experience hosting. Um because I'm actually really curious to hear uh, like the first night for Corey and Jason too. Uh, I know mine having at least experienced kind of how the brand works and how we run things. It was uh, I kind of knew what to expect, but it was definitely that kind of like I mentioned earlier, like I'd hosted karaoke and hyping 
you know, the mic for 30 seconds to a minute between singers and getting people to clap for people is not hard. So you think, oh, well, trivia is going to be even easier. I don't have to like be super loud and do all this other stuff that you have to do at karaoke to get people going. Um, and that's where I said earlier, I was wrong because you're not filling in one or two minute gaps. You're filling in two to three hours <laughs> um, and having to work the room. It is like if not you're not talking, you're not working. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was uh, I they were giving me a I think it was uh, trying to remember what bar it was at. It might have been uh, out in uh, Yorkville. And they're really cool about just like filling up your beer and stuff while you're up there mm -hmm. working. And now I see why you usually have an entire pitcher of water or pitcher of uh, soda while you're up there. <laughs> pitcher of um, water. Who, yeah. Who am I? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But the thing is, like, I'm like, yeah, I'll just take a, a beer like what I just had, like one whatever the house special was for the night. And I'm like three questions in and that thing is gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is a right and a wrong way to hydrate during trivia. And I yeah. think I can speak for everybody and assume that we've all done it wrong. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I eventually switched. I just got a couple glasses of water and stuff, too. And it was one of those. Yeah, I am not going to make it through the show if I'm only drinking beer. Uh, that was something that I never thought of. Um, because at a karaoke show, you are just sipping your drink, whether it be rum and coke, beer, vodka, whatever you're drinking. Um, and you don't you don't just have to you're not constantly talking um, because you have or you might be talking softly to some friends or something in like during songs, but you're not constantly running the mic and being the center of attention. So um, that that was the first thing I remember just like throwing me off like, holy crap, I am not going to be able to have a couple beers like I would be drinking the entire keg by the end of this night. <laughs> um, but, you know, getting over that, it was really just even during the first show, building the confidence that you need to get through it. Um, like it, 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 it something that seemed like a very small hurdle um, was like a giant mountain by the time I started going. And I just remember that feeling like, oh, crap, this is about me for the next two hours or three hours because I'm reading every question. I'm reading the answers. I need to come up with a funny quip if like on the spot, if I need to, uh, because of some funny answers, walk around, have learned to say different things when somebody gets it right or wrong. Uh, there's just a lot of stuff that kind of hits you that you don't think about beforehand uh, and that you yeah, almost you take for granted when the host is doing come it. up with your voice, your personality, your shtick, for lack of a better word, kind of on the fly on that first night. I, I absolutely absolutely get what you're saying i did not have it my first day <laughs> <laughs> i made many mistakes my first day and it's compounded by the fact that i also developed the format during the process my first uh experience professionally in a pub trivia environment was basically jeopardy i straight up ripped off jeopardy we would invite i kid you not three guests from the audience to come oh, up and play a quick you like 30 questions game of J yeah i invested in Toronto. buzzers <laughs> uh not quite that far <laughs> uh that lasted three weeks because that was terrible and then i realized hey why am i only having some people participate in something that literally everybody can let's not reinvent the wheel so much and let's do pub trivia. Let's do teams. Let's have everybody with pens and slips of paper. And I decided, you know, some companies are doing like 25, 30 questions. Fuck it. I'm going to do 80. Nice. No. Terrible. <laughs> no. Nice. Very, very bad idea. This was, this was an all night trivia, right? That's what it you was about it as? three and a half hours. 
because oh I came God. from a karaoke background where, you know, the shortest shows are three hours. And, you know, I was averaging out. I was hoping to fill basically the venue from 10 p.m. on a Saturday night to last call, which <laughs> in the Chicago area is, you know, like a quarter to 2 a.m. So mm-hmm. I was so used to that mindset that I went into trivia with that mindset. And no, people got tired, bro. Yeah, surprisingly enough, the 10 p.m. start time was not the issue at this particular venue. But yeah, after three and a half hours, it was just it wasn't fun. So we cut it down. Uh, I put a whole bunch of stuff on the screens. I developed the software solution that does all the grading and scoring and everything. And it got better. But I mistakes were made and I will concede to them. Hopefully we learned from them. Oh, yeah. And especially if it's your first time, like with this one, I know the software. I'd learned it. Um, going up there and doing it on the first night, I definitely made mistakes. <laughs> so, I mean, I was able to fix it, but it was mm-hmm. one of those like, nope, that's not right. No, that's not even the right team. Holy crap. What am I doing? Yeah. My, uh, my very, very first time when the cherry got popped, I was just shadowing Corey. Uh, so it was, wasn't like the real first, I mean, I was hosting, he was just also there. Um, so that, that was like a slightly different feeling than the first time when I just went and did it by myself. Cause I was, you know, there was. He wasn't backseat driving. He was very good about that. But also, like, you do things differently when your boss is literally sitting right next to you, even if you would normally want to do them right on your own. I also so got did told... you feel like kind of a foreigner when it felt a little like bit. I, I Were you kind of cold as ice hat. when you got on the microphone? Oh, my God. Well, the... the... <laughs> are these puns Christ. making you hot-blooded? They are. Because I've been waiting for a pun like you. The plus... Wow. I'm actually just going to give you a hand here. That was really. I good. will go. I will go deep that, that, with the arena rock. My let's say friend. that was impressive, actually. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even like, groaning now. No, oh, I missed a couple. I think the song's in four. I but... do not have enough whiskey for this. <laughs> is is you it your whiskey what? diet? Like, are you having to cut back or what? No, it's the diet whiskey. <laughs> it's uh, carb-free whiskey for Corey's special special needs. Is that what we're trying to call PBR uh, now? Diet whiskey. Diet whiskey. I mean, that'd be a that'd be a, a, a genius PR move. I'm, hey, remember PR when Paul was saying something people actually wanted to fucking hear? No, <laughs> never, in, never in my entire life. Uh, the plus side is that I knew plenty. Uh, I knew enough people in that were regulars at that bar that I got some pretty honest, constructive feedback afterwards. And apparently, I sounded like a disappointed professor. Ooh, um, okay. People, <laughs> that's, people that's were. Oh, I uh, love that. People were oh talking God, during I the music round, and I was you. like a little bit too passive aggressive about it, and and I, I it wasn't stern. I think stern is probably too strong of a word, but I definitely didn't have enough fun. And I mean, I could, I, I know exactly how I got to that point because you know Corey will tell me like, depending on the question, give them forty five seconds to a minute to answer, like whatever. And you bet your 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 goddamn ass, I pulled out my phone and pulled out my stopwatch, and like at forty five <laughs> seconds on the dot, you know, I, I I was focused on doing everything properly. Like by by some sort of book, which I can guarantee you, Corey has not written. Um, no. But in, instead of just like you know run, running the room and being the host and and kind of guiding everyone on this two hour journey of fun, instead of making everyone abide by rules that some of them necessarily didn't need to be abided by as strictly. So gotcha. Okay. F- for my uh, for my first rodeo by myself, I definitely just opened up with a very strong old fashioned to get rid of the nerves and it went phenomenally after that. So the key is to just get in the zone ASAP uh, for me anyway. So in other words, have a couple drinks before you start hosting. Oh, show up a half hour early and uh, get some (laughs) stiff ones. Yeah. Grab, grab some liquid courage as they say, as the kids say. 
Quick plug. Or or get a stiffy. <laughs> no? What? What? I don't know. <laughs> How do you prepare for your shows? Because, uh... Well, you gotta release the pressure, man. <laughs> gotta let the nerves out. You don't, Paul. I, you can tell no? us honestly if your job description includes or disincludes <laughs> releasing Corey's pressure. <laughs> <laughs> he does sometimes have to buy my drinks. So. I'm a hard worker. Like whatever, man. <laughs> he earns Paul, his paycheck. The professional trivia fluffer. <laughs> he let me. Let's put it this way: he doesn't get paid for trivia, but he does get paid. Yeah, when I told him I would do the trivia for free, that was already <laughs> happening. There's something else that earns me my money. All right, cool. So uh, something that I realized my first time hosting was that I have to do shit between questions and not just not, you know, grading or figuring out what I'm going to say next. But when you're just playing trivia between questions, you're talking to your team, you're thinking, you're figuring things out as a host. And, oh, my God, I hate this so much when I'm streaming. As a host, I'm sitting there like, fuck, what do I do now? I just, I get so awkward sitting up there. I, I feel weird, which is why I started the interaction and the talking shit and being playful and, and just having fun. And uh, I think it kind of reduced the tension in the room in general. You know, people were there to play trivia, but they're all nervous. Oh, what if I don't get it right? What if I don't do well? And kind of breaking that tension, breaking that ice made everyone feel more comfortable. It made me feel more comfortable. It was not something that I was prepared for, but uh, I'm glad that I tried it out and that it worked out. So it works uh, works pretty yeah. well. Having, having Corey come up to your team. And look at your answer sheet and say, ooh, I don't know about that one. And you say, which one? And he just points to your whole sheet. It's it's, <laughs> it's the easiest way to break the ice ever. And like now all of a sudden, I mean, the host didn't come tell you you were wrong. Like now you're laughing and whatever. And he's successfully killed 30 seconds. And it's it for anyone who hasn't been, which is assumedly most of the listeners here, who hasn't been to any of Corey's <laughs> trivia shows, like you're, you're genuinely having a good time the entire two hours. And you feel like shit about yourself. So I think he accomplishes all of his goals. Win-win. <laughs> That that is just Gen X and millennials all over right there. You've hit oh, the right. target demo. <laughs> all right, let's let's talk introspective, maybe. Um, and Jason, I I really want to pose this at you, but I absolutely want Paul and Jeremy to jump in on this with uh, their experiences too. What would you do differently if you were going back to you know that first uh, couple weeks of hosting? What would you do differently? How would you like set yourself up uh, better or in another way other than, you know, not doing the 80 questions or the Jeopardy? Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing I would like to go back in time and tell past me is you you can be a pub trivia host. There's a reason pub trivia is getting popular. You don't have to be Johnny fucking game show and do a hundred things that nobody has ever seen before all at once and try to establish a genre out of the gate. You can present a game that's pretty similar 
to what everybody else has. You can rely on your experience entertaining uh, in bar environments. You can rely on asking questions you know and riffing off the cuff and just lean into what you're good at, man. That is probably the number one thing I would love to go back in time and that actually convince myself of. Seems like it is really important because there's definitely times where I felt pressured to be exactly Johnny, Johnny Game Show. Where, you know, self, self-induced self pressure, Corey was never really forcing me to do that, of course. But um, just like the the need for everything to go perfectly and the, and the need to do all this stuff really well and blah, 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 and guarantee this and guarantee that. When really people are just there to like answer some shit while they drink. Like, Have you it's... ever seen one of my shows go perfectly? <laughs> no, no, no. That should, that's, that's, that should not that's be an expectation. Sure to, that's why I made sure <laughs> yeah. to emphasize that it was not put on from you because that'd be the man in the glass house throwing a hell of a stone. <laughs> but I mean, I that's that's generally okay. Wait, well, I'm... now you're saying that I fuck up a lot, so it's that's violent. Path <laughs> hey, Corey, here. let's be honest. I've been in most of your streams. <laughs> okay, first of all, that's different. In my streams, you're usually the only one there. Second of all, I'm much better in person. <laughs> oh, thank God. Um, I mean, uh, to add to that, I, I think it would be, um, you know, as you said, don't be so critical of yourself and just roll with the punches. Like, I don't I don't know if I portrayed it because people told me the show went well the first night, but it was one of those I felt like I messed up in a couple spots and it brought it down or uh, like I was so focused on things going right that when something went wrong, it stressed me out. Like I said, I don't know if it came across, but to tell myself, don't worry about it, and just roll with the punches. Well, I've heard the I've heard the saying that um, when you're when you're just starting something and, and you feel like you've mastered it really early and you're like basically a cocky asshole about it. And like, if you think you did good and other people are pointing stuff out, then that means you're definitely a novice at something. But when you get to the point where you are identifying your own, your own flaws and giving yourself your points of constructive criticism, but everyone else is saying, no, that was great, dude. Like that genuinely went like, they don't pick it up or whatever. That's how you know that you're in something that you're really, you know, I don't want to say born to be good at because that's that's a lot of hocus pocus, but it's something that you are clearly willing to put in the effort and have the talent for. You guys want to know the secret that I have learned over, you know, doing this just over a decade? Nobody really cares about you as much as you <laughs> care about you thinking that people care about you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you are yeah, a no, facilitator of things they want to feel good about knowing answers to first and foremost. Or the um, asking some friends have been to shows, what did I do bad? What did I do wrong? And it's like, it was fine. Like, no, I'm really bad at taking compliments. What did I do bad? How did I, how did I fuck this up? Um, they literally don't know the answer because yeah, they didn't see they anything don't. bad because they exactly. weren't paying attention to you 100% of the time. They got what they wanted out of it. They drank yeah. their beer and they answered their questions. Like, they, and, they weren't timing your fucking silences. You know what I mean? They, they thought it went phenomenal because they got what they wanted. Yeah, you didn't drop like French Canadian insults, accidentally <laughs> racial slurs. You were fine, you know. Yeah, I think it took me to about three weeks or so into my own show. So I'd already hosted a few shows by this point as a fill-in to really get to that point where um, I, I don't focus on that as much and I don't care. And if I mess up, I, if I really mess up and it's noticeable, um, I roll with it and I can make fun of myself. Like, and then the room loves it, and that's Paul, great. I think you just need to ask yourself anytime you're you're worried. Just say, what would Edward Degas do? Degas. No, that's, that is not Degas. correct. Degas. Is Edward Degas. Yeah. I'm sorry. I oh, should damn. not I like, Edward have Degas. mispronounced that. It's, it's like a very royal title of like the fartiest man alive. <laughs> wow. 
Corey, Corey, um, if you didn't already hire him, fucking hire him. I'll think about it. I did fire him like ten minutes. Yeah, ago, I got but... fired recently today. Actually, I'm still drinking it off. <laughs> All right, fine. You're hired back. Oh, thank God. Now I'm drinking to celebrate. As long as you know who Edward Degas is. I have no fucking clue who Edward Degas is. Oh, Jeremy can tell you all about him. And yeah. he should. Oh, and yeah. he must. And I'm making him. So, you know, one of those uh, fuck-ups I brought up, uh, since yeah. everybody else that listens has probably heard this story a million times because Jason doesn't let me live it down. Um, this one is of the, the times, only way you learn. I know. <laughs> one of the times I was hosting Jason's show, and it was, I think, semi-last minute. I don't remember why I was hosting that particular show. Um, maybe you guys had a concert that came up and you ended up getting tickets. I don't know. But either way, I didn't look at the questions ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So I was reading them verbatim off the screen. And the question was about Edgar Degas. Ah. And a couple of our friends were at that show, uh, mutual good friends. And I just read it off the card and I said, you know, blah, blah, Edgar Degas and kept going. And then after I read it, I stopped and I see a couple people laughing. I go, that's Degas. <laughs> it's Degas. I should have read that ahead of time. You know, basically, I fucked up. I made fun of myself for it, but they have not let me live it down to this day. Jeremy, I shit you not, 10 seconds after that moment, I had two text messages come in <laughs> that said, he said fucking Degas. Oh yep. And I oh, laughed yeah. my ass off. I'm sure you did. And like I said, I caught it, but it took me to laugh after I finished reading the question. I'm like, that doesn't sound right because I know the answer to this. Oh, shit. <laughs> now, I should point out, especially for our newer listeners and for Paul, that apparently there is a famed actress uh, named Tandy Newton that I said was <laughs> named Thandy Newton like six times on our first episode. So nobody's immune to it. It's just funny because, you know, Degas is famous and has been around for like 150 years, Jeremy. OK, yep. but Tandy Newton is also famous and is knighted. <laughs> Currently think, relevant. Or- yeah. Yeah, knighted, right? I think we so. just lost our know. entire OBE art order community of, the... of listenership. Yeah, because she I don't is. know. Oh, that's the second time I've heard that, and I don't know for sure. We'd have She's to definitely it. got that that OBE after her name. Okay, the lady, Lady Tandy Newton. I don't uh, know. You know, yeah, was here's the thing, though. Officer Corey? of the Order of the British Empire in the 2019 New Year Honors for services See? to film and to charity. Nice, but here's the thing. I'm a fan of Westworld, and Westworld doesn't announce their credits. That's fair. Well, speaking of Westworld and Tandy Newton, uh, I believe we have... Oh, shit, he actually landed that plane. Carry on. A keyword challenge. (laughs) (laughs) How does a keyword challenge um, Sure, we'll go with it. There you go. Hey, Paul, tell us how the keyword challenge works. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, Corey, tell me how the keyword challenge works. What? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm actually getting really high right now. So you got this, buddy. Uh, all right. Number three. This week's keyword challenge: colon 15 minutes parentheses plus 10 off mic. Uh, <laughs> now we got it. Jeremy. Keywords. You want to jump in before he uh, he spoils everything behind the scenes? <laughs> all right. Our keyword challenge. For those that don't know what it is, yeah, uh, every week me. we. Yep, we take a uh, keyword that is submitted by our listeners uh, that we put into a spreadsheet and randomize and pull out one of the keywords every week to answer on the spot or to write a question about on the spot uh, right here on the podcast. So what we're going to do is we're going to get our keyword 
and we will take 10 minutes off mic to write the best question we can within 10 minutes using that keyword. It can be in the question. It can be in the answer, uh, but we have to use the keyword. It has to be in there somewhere. And this week's keyword brought to us by El Guapo, Lord of New Jersey, is Don Knotts. So Don Knotts. The hell are you doing to us, El Guapo? So we need to write a question where Don Knotts is the answer. Or in or the question. Or is in the question itself, yeah. Or is in the question. I gotcha. Okay. So the keyword is Don Knotts. It has to be somewhere in the question or in the answer. And we are going to take 10 minutes off mic. Uh, listen to Jason uh, talk over some porn music. Smooth So jazz. 30 seconds for you guys. And we will be back on the flip side with a question about Don Knotts. Hey, everyone. Jason here. While the host and I step away to think about our keyword challenge, we just wanted to remind you that you can check us out online at QuadriviaPod on Twitter. On Facebook, just search for Quadrivia Podcast, And you can always email us at QuadriviaPod at gmail.com. We're always happy to hear from you. And now, back to the show. And we are back. Uh, that... I know it was a very erotic experience for you. I'm sorry that the porn music did have to go away. Smooth but jazz. Smooth porn jazz music. Uh, but that's okay. You'll be able to listen to it again on the next episode. Don't worry. For now, we are going to go into our keyword challenge questions. Again, our keyword challenge. I don't know why I'm saying again. Like, yeah, it was... A while ago for us, but you heard it 30 <laughs> seconds ago. Jeremy, let's hear your Don Knotts keyword challenge question. Okay. I went with kind of a different route on this one. Usually I write a full wordy questions everybody told me, but instead I just did a movie tribond. So my question is this. What actor would you find in this movie tribond? Don Knotts. It's a... <laughs> Thank you. It's a mad, 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 mad world. <laughs> Cannonball Run 2, as a throwback to one of the other episodes, and Pleasantville. Oh, Reese Witherspoon. I don't no, think I, she I think was I gotta go with Corey on this one. Yeah. <laughs> for the first one. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure she was born for Pleasantville. Oh, yes, she was for Pleasantville, but H- not for it's a mad, 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 mad world. You know I have to look this up now to make you look foolish, right? My dad loves that movie. Well, if Reese Witherspoon was born for It's a Mad, 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 Mad World, I think it was from the 50s. Uh, no, I was wrong, but so were you. So it's that's an LK fail. It's a Mad, 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 Mad World came out in 63. Reese Witherspoon came out in 76. So yeah, you're right on that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. You're not uh, wrong. I would not have gotten this question given a hundred guesses, not knowing what the keyword was. That is not a criticism of the difficulty. That is a knowledge gap in my film trivia knowledge would never. I agree. Um, I I could definitely tell you that Don Knotts obviously was in Pleasantville, but I could tell you that William H. Macy and Tobey Maguire and Reese Witherspoon were in it too. Um, But as far as like connecting him to the other two, like I, I don't think it would have even popped up on my radar. It might be an audience thing, too, like perhaps older members of the trivia audience. I don't know how often you get those in Chicago. Uh, I see them at at one of the bars that we do, really. Uh, It could be an audience thing, too, where just the movies that they've seen. Do you have old people in Chicago? 
Maybe old people don't play trivia in Chicago. <laughs> well, actually, I mentioned this on the last episode, I think it was, um, where I, I was surprised by my show when we were talking about different questions we had to write. Um, we we're talking about nostalgia. And I actually have anywhere from like 21-year-olds to like people in their mid-70s at my show. So mm. I try to diversify a little bit. And that's why I threw in Pleasantville because I can only think of one old actor in Pleasantville. And it was one of his last films, and that would be Don Knotts. Um, so if you kind of put that together, I was like, wow, those that like it's a Mad 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 World came out in the 50s or 60s. Cannibal Run was the 70s. Um, Pleasantville, who would have been alive that's in Pleasantville uh, that was born in, you know, early enough to be an actor in something from the 50s or 60s? Right. The context, um, I, uh, to tease it out like you're talking, is definitely there. Again, just my personal mileage. I remember Weiss, Reese Witherspoon being in Pleasantville, and I didn't even remember it was Tobey Maguire as the male lead. Uh, I remember specifically Burt Reynolds in Cannonball Run as a series, yeah. and that's it. And I know a ton of actors were in It's a Mad, 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 Mad yeah, World. Yeah, it was like the Oceans of 11 of 1950. Yeah. I think Oceans 11 was the Oceans 11 of 1950, that's, though. That's right. <laughs> Oh, is it a remake? Did I just do a trivia <laughs> faux pas? Yes, yeah. Uh, it was a Frank Sinatra. It was a uh, Rat Pack movie. Yep. yep. Oh, didn't know. Yeah, it even had a Joey Bishop, in case anybody ever gave a damn about a Joey Bishop. <laughs> anyway, this is Don Knotts, a person you are going to hear about in this episode. Let me uh, pull up my question super quick. And here's what I've got for you. So unless you're a bit older, you may not know that Don Knotts was a critically acclaimed comedic actor, setting a record for most Emmy wins for portraying a single role, which stood for decades until Julia Louis-Dreyfus broke it with her sixth win for Veep. Who is the only other performer to win at least five Emmys for a single role, which didn't extend to six, mostly because the performer asked the Academy to stop nominating them? I mean, I have a guess. For those of you who didn't hear this in the edited version of the podcast, everyone done shut the hell up when I finished asking that question. So one of two things is about to happen. I'm I'm quiet because I I'm stumped. Paul, do you have any input on this? I am in Corey's camp for sure. I'm just trying to think because I mean, Emmys would have to be TV. So you need a long running TV show with one person playing a single role that they got a lot of awards for like. My first guess would be, and, and anything recent, they don't, there's so much good stuff that comes out nowadays. I don't think it would be a recent show. Like, it, yeah, I don't think we have like Steve Carell for The Office or for a guest like that or anything. Okay. I see where your headspace is at. Uh, you guys you are in an enviable position where you're relying on Jeremy. Creed um. Bratton. <laughs> in the role of Creed Bratton. That's no, I've heard this before, and it's driving me nuts because I don't remember who it is. And I, I thought I knew, but I'm like, no, that's not it. What's really tough for me is I, I feel, okay, I know that you usually have several avenues to get to an answer, and I don't, I don't know what they are here. I don't know that there are inroads in this specific question. I'll, okay. I'll give you that. Uh, this is kind of a, a fully fleshed out version of something that I've talked about it at my live shows on at least one occasion. I have asked a question to you know name any of the three performers who have won at least five Emmys for portraying a single role. So the knowledge is being recycled a little bit, but it is in a different form here. Would it help if I narrowed it down to a decade for you guys? 
I don't think it would. Honestly, not for me. If I said it was the 1990s, would it narrow it enough for you to have a a decent guess? Thinking maybe. I know that Friends won a crap ton of Emmys in the 90s. Um, Yeah, this question is pretty much banking on your Emmy knowledge. The best I could come up with would be something like, like Seinfeld. Like... So like Jerry Seinfeld, I, I could yeah, totally yeah, I see Jerry Seinfeld doing that. Stop nominating me, please. I don't want to be here. I, I do want to point <laughs> out for the record, gentlemen, that you know who else was in Seinfeld? Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yep. Oh, duh. she's not the answer. I just no, wanted I, to to, to double I mean, fake oh, you on that. <laughs> that would be really funny though if she broke her own record because she had right. demanded to not be. Yeah. Oh, is this a DTQ? I'd be so no, pissed if this is a DTQ and I'm overthinking it. Right. No, it very much isn't, but I absolutely well, wanted that he does, reaction. He does say the only other performer. So yeah, and that Julia. that would be Dirty Pool for sure. Anyway, I'll I'll un uh, yeah I'll unbury the answer here. It was I think five consecutive years. I could be wrong on that. That Candace Bergen won the Emmy for outstanding uh, lead in a comedic role. For Murphy Brown. Ooh. Oh, I kind of I forgot all about Murphy Brown. That actually made a comeback recently, didn't it? They tried it again. It just I don't know. It, if they it tried or not. to give it a comeback. Yeah, it's it's one of those weird shows that was really, really popular among a lot of specific people for several years. And then once it stopped because it didn't do well at all in syndication, because all the references were incredibly current event driven, it fell off the zeitgeist radar very, very hard. People frequently forget that Murphy Brown existed, but that it won a crap ton of Emmys and that Candace Bergen is a highly acclaimed actress. See, I, yeah. I didn't watch Murphy Brown. Um, I, I know who Candace Bergen is. I loved her in like Boston legal. Mm, yeah, very much. I so. don't, I don't know that if I'd taken another hour that I ever would have e- even thrown her out as a guest. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately, the Emmys for me are just not my real strong point. Like, I know way more about the Oscars than I do the Emmys. Yeah, Um, as as far as Corey was saying about ins on this question, I guess there were two incredibly subconscious ones. I don't expect anybody to have picked up on them except for on a very low level, can't even recognize you've done it thing. And that's uh, referring to Don Knotts as a comedic actor and then throwing Julia Louis-Dreyfus in as an actress specifically. So okay, that yeah. wasn't necessarily by design, but at a subconscious level, I, I did kind of pick those so that you'd think comedy and you'd think woman. All right. Okay. That's fair. It didn't work. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> yeah, I don't um, know we're probably get to a question that works because we're over yeah, two got, right now. We've got two stumpers here. Uh, Paul, what do you have for us? All right. Uh, well, looking at uh, obviously, I we know Jason's, and I can only see how long Corey's is. <laughs> uh, mine's a little shorter here, but that's fine. I'm just definitely that's what she writing trivia uh, questions for you guys. But mine is uh, Don Knotts earned five Emmy Awards for Best Supporting Actor on the Andy Griffith Show, playing true. the main character's cousin. What was his name? Wait, Don Knotts earned five Emmy Awards? No way! Wow. <laughs> Um, so I mean I know the answer to this one right. Yeah, off, the, the character yeah. name is what yeah. we're looking for. The character right? name, yeah. Oh, I don't, okay. Yeah, I don't need Don. Knox's yeah, this name. is this is some old school entertainment trivia, but I feel like it's well known enough that uh, it it works. I know it. I think Corey said he knows it, and I think Jeremy said he knows it as well. Yeah, yeah. This I would think be we're Mr. On, 
Go ahead. Sorry. On three. On three, we'll just say no, it. One, no, no. We've tried that. It failed. And I will mute you next time you try it. <laughs> okay, fine. It's Barney Fife. Good Correct. old, yeah, good old Bernard Fifedom. That's <laughs> um, his Christian name. I'm I'm actually really happy. First of all, that's a, a solid one. That's that's an early round question that kind of gets people into it if they're old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, actually I wonder how that would do with a younger crab though. I, I think uh, I with like zoomers, it's gonna play very tough. I think Gen Xers and millennials like us have a, a pretty reasonable shot at getting it. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't ever remember seeing one episode of the Andy Griffith show. I know for a fact that my dad, that like I had watched episodes with my dad when I was very mm-hmm. young, but I, I couldn't tell you what the fuck any of it was about. So yeah. if if I if Corey just ran this question out on trivia, I would not have gotten it, uh, <laughs> unless I like accidentally knew the name of Andy Griffith's cousin. Like I wouldn't have known that he was the sheriff or anything like that. Interesting. Yeah, and so actually, yeah, I like how I'm you said at. cousin because that almost throws the scent off because he isn't it throws... known for being his cousin in the series he's known for being his deputy correct i yeah. read that in the wikipedia article that he was originally introduced as his cousin but he was just known as the deputy later so i do i did use that to make what otherwise would be a pretty simple trivia question give them a second thought yeah so i actually learned something from the, the writing so good on you yeah, same. And I and I always thought this was just so common knowledge. Um, but I was recently listening to another trivia podcast where this is a question that came up. Uh, it, it was similar as what was uh, Don Knotts' character's name on the Andy Griffith show. And I'm sitting there like, oh, that was a softball. And then they got it wrong. Hmm. So you go to other trivia shows, you listen to other trivia podcasts. <laughs> Jeremy, where do your true loyalties lie? I, In I don't Spokane, know. Washington. Jason, what third if you're degree the host, you know what I mean? <laughs> I might if, be hiring, tells- Paul. We'll talk. What if he tells somebody else that he was listening to this uh, this Liquid Courage guy and, he, and you're the oh, other oh. host, Jason? Yeah, well, let's you're find the out, mistress. Jeremy. <laughs> did you hype it up? Um, wait, I wasn't on it. I was listening to it. Well, did you but tell random people us. while you were listening to it about yes, me? Yes, I screamed out my car window on the way to were work. Were you in Twitch chat saying, Quantumia! Oh my name, sir. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, back to the Heisenberg. topic at oh. hand. Uh, I want to say really quick, I actually really enjoy the order that these came out. Um, I mean, no offense, Jeremy. Jeremy's is unrelated, but then you'll see with the next three, uh, Jason having your your five Emmy mention, and then uh, Paul picking up on that, and then his question and answer being Don Knotts Barney Fife leads right into mine, which I'm going to read for you now. Uh, In college and for a few years after, I was known to most people by a nickname that came from the Andy Griffith show, which starred Andy Griffith as Andy Taylor and Don Knotts as Barney Fife. My sobriquet, however, came from a whoopee cap wearing character portrayed for nearly 30 years on three different shows by George Lindsay that was a bit of a nut. What was my nickname? Aunt B. Oh. I almost so close. said this as I was riffing <laughs> on Paul's question. So we were talking about uh, nostalgia references to the Andy Griffith show. And I was going to be along the lines of, yeah, you remember Andy Griffith played Andy, not Griffith. And Barney Fife was Don Knotts through and through. And then Opie was Opie. That's not right. still is. It's not right, huh? That That's absolutely. Right. I would have been 100 percent confident. Such aplomb. Cool. I, know. I really do. I'm so excited <laughs> really for did. it. Oh wow! I I thought you I thought you were joking about that because Opie was Ron Howard. 
Yes. The, Both the, the question is asking for the nickname, and apparently I have the wrong nickname in mind. Uh, Opie didn't wear a whoopee cap. Yep. For those, and I, for those who don't know, George the whoopee Lindsay. cap. Well, yeah, that too. He was played by Ron Howard. <laughs> yeah. um, See, I think I, I, I misinterpreted I your wording was, yes. here. I think where my headspace went was that Opie was also the nickname of a character portrayed by George Lindsay before the Andy Griffith show. And that clearly, upon retrospection, is not what you intended with your wording. Uh, but you know what? Corey is such a goober. That's true. I am a goober. I forgot about goober, yeah. Goober Pyle, Gomer's uh, brother. Yep, so he would have been on Andy Griffith's show. He would have been on Gomer Pyle, USMC, one would assume. And then is the third one. Oh, what was that other show? Uh, Dobie Gillis, maybe? No. And actually, I mean, so I, I spent several minutes here actually trying to figure out how to word that part of it. The three years on three, three different shows. Um, he only had, I believe, one appearance on Gomer Pyle. So I, yeah. Uh, but the one you're thinking of, Mayberry, Mayberry RFD. Oh, right. Oh, right. yeah. I always forget that that had a spinoff. Um, and he also portrayed Goober Pyle on uh, Hee Haw, Hee Haw. He Hee-haw. was on Hee Haw okay. for the 20 years or whatever. So that's it. So I have a question then, and I don't know if this is intended to be the, the follow-up to the keyword challenge or not. But let's say I wanted my... Because basically, I'm I'm getting penis envy looking at the size of you guys' questions versus <laughs> okay. mine. What would be a, what would be a realistic way to not lose? You know, because obviously you can tell the clues that I was putting in the answer that I wanted. What 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 kind of way could I have written this question to be a little bit longer and more fulfilling in bed? Well, I want to uh, start find with something I don't... <laughs> stupid about Don Knotts to throw in is just a right. funny comment. Just That's like number one. like Don Knotts did this and that and that. He also earned five Emmy Awards yeah. for this. What's his Don name Knotts show? played a fish once in The Incredible Mr. Limpet. He also gotcha. was critically acclaimed for being a pretty good actor. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. So is, is that that's fairly common then? Like that kind of strategy? Just you throw in like a fact, which kind of warms you up to maybe the subject. But then the actual question like, for example, yours, Jason's, like, your actual question has nothing to really do with Don Knotts or Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I mean, um, in an abstract way, it does, but I see what you're saying. This yeah. is a Candace Bergen question that's Some, wrapped in Somebody Don could Knott's know skin. that she got five enemies. Oh, somebody could... Well, no, because if they, they knew... They'd have to know the thing. Whatever, the moral of the story is that, like, you don't need the Don Knotts and Julia Dreyfus knowledge. You don't need any knowledge about them, technically, to answer the question. Which isn't a bad or a good thing. I'm just noting his was more of an yeah, ask question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that separates the kind of two parts as as far as well. I want to I want to go back plot, to your you question. Yeah, I I don't uh, think that you asked how you can make it longer and better, and it doesn't need to be longer. Uh, I I think that on the show especially we've gotten into a habit of uh, kind of telling a story with our keyword challenges. Um, okay, and it's yeah. just kind of naturally but your actual into trivia that. isn't just chock full of these exactly i mean okay, then gotcha. then it would be three and a half hours and wouldn't even have 80 questions yep. so gotcha. <laughs> um, and uh, i think the thing is like you wrote a great question for a live game yeah mm-hmm. um, exactly th- i i just kind of went a different route and did my um 
try bond, which would be more of a live game thing too. Usually we write longer questions on here because just it's a podcast. It's a audio medium. So you can do that. You would never Lots ask of either of those questions yeah. the way they're written at a live game. They're too long. Yeah, no, it, it, Gosh, you definitely yeah. have to drop it down. So, but yeah, so I would I definitely don't... truncate mine. I would point out Don Knotts and Julia Louis-Dreyfus in, you know, very briefly and then say along with who is the only other blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, like on mine, you could totally remove the whole starring Andy Griffith and Don Knotts part, like stuff like that. Um, that's just a way to use the keyword in the question. Now to stop tearing apart your question and to answer it, um, I think one way that you could improve it would be to give another um, another give way for them to come up with five. the answer. Uh, make a reference yeah, like to known for never you know, hitting the target with his gun or something like that. No, 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 no. More like uh, uh, reference the color purple. You know, he he didn't wear a lot of purple, but he was known by this name. Or oh, so somebody oh, I like that. He didn't guess. he didn't wear a lot of purple. He didn't play a flute, but blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah that way they yeah. could guess Barney Fife without having ever seen the Andy Griffith show. Exactly. Theoretically. Yeah. 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 And there is something to be said for those lucky shot guessable ins. Yeah. That just I it didn't gives, have one. It gives <laughs> none people of us really who, had one. <laughs> it gives people who have never seen the Andy Griffith show or never uh, heard of or been familiar with Don Knotts, they still have a chance to answer it. Mm-hmm. And and so that's that's a simple thing that you can do to kind of uh, pep like up yeah. a question. Hey, guess what, Corey? What? I just figured out the uh, nut reference in your question. <laughs> like, just now, this moment. That's why I put it in there. God damn it, I hate you. I want to find out how many other people hate you. So, Jeremy, um, how can we find out how many other people hated Corey's question? Hey, Jeremy. Jeremy, did yeah. you know that peanuts are sometimes called goobers or goober peas? I have heard that. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> if you want to vote on the keyword challenge and just ignore Corey, you can go oh. to www.quadriviapod. Oh, sorry. www.quadriviapodcast.com. Or you can also email us at quadriviapod at gmail.com and send us your uh, suggestions for a keyword challenge for a future episode. How can they vote on my question? They can't. They can. We're gonna lock. They, the they can't. We're just gonna lock. Yeah, we're lockers out. But no, that would be the quadriviapodcast.com. You can go vote on your favorite uh, keyword question from today. That was professional. I liked it. Do you want to hear some real unprofessional questions uh, as oh, we wrap this thing up? Do I? Yeah. Oh, these are gonna be great. Take so, us home. Since our topic was, you know, kind of retrospectively looking back at how we started in the trivia industry, I decided for our game portion. I would present an actual round that I actually wrote and presented to actual people <laughs> January 9th, 2010. This right. set this was is almost 11 years of uh, practice <laughs> removed from me being a good writer. And you will see the kind of questions that I originally wrote and then realized I kind of sucked at writing questions and then really put the nose to the grindstone, put the work in. And now I write suckily different questions. So this is back from uh, before I themed my rounds in any way where round one had one topic, round two had a different one. So each round in this format, and it was a great idea, it was a stupid idea. Uh, each round at this point was 10 questions that covered 10 different 
rubric subjects. So question one was always about geography. Question two was always about sports, et cetera, et cetera. And then teams could redeem one doubler uh, during the game on the round they felt most confident in, which made very little sense because there was nothing different about any of the rounds. They were all written to the same format. So uh, I wanted you to see, hopefully, where I started and respect now where we're at with a year of uh, or a decade and a year of experience. So, Corey, Jeremy, Paul, do you want to hear some crappy questions? No, of course. More than anything I've wanted. That's what I'm bringing today. (laughs) And by all means, tear them to shreds. Let's do it. All right. Question number one. This would be our geography question for the round. What is Europe's longest river? <laughs> well, it's it's one of the uh, okay. <laughs> it's one of the it's one of the three middle ones, right? The Volga is technically uh, in Asia because there's the 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 side there's there's the Seine, the Rhine, and the other one that I don't know. My guess is the Rhine. I don't know okay. if anyone else has. I have input no. I suck at geography. Now I, I think that you were right. Uh, the first time I, I would assume the Volga, but I, I love that. That what is it? I hope you're really familiar with European rivers. <laughs> Good luck. It's a five word question. <laughs> what is there, there is Europe's no fat on this river. question at all. What is yeah. Europe's longest river? I I'm I'm gonna go with Volga. Um, I don't think I would have come up with that until Paul said it, but it does sound familiar. I happen to be a geography nut, so that is one thing that I'd bring to the trivia table. Well, in that case, if you think that it's the Rhine... Oh, I'm not a river length nut. Like, don't don't misquote me here. (laughs) Yeah, he's not a a size queen or anything. Yeah, no, I'm... Do I I like a riverologist to you? (laughs) I mean, a little bit. All right, so let me let me give you off the cuff what I think a slightly better worded question is, at least because it's longer and possibly guessable. With an arguably vulgar sounding name, okay. what is the name of the longest river found entirely in Europe? So that would be the Volga then? It very much would be the Volga, yeah, by yeah. about 500 miles over the Danube. I didn't know it was, uh... oh, Danube was next? Yep, Danube is number two in Europe. Damn. The Rhine, Damn. for the record, is number 11th as I looked it up. Wow. So it's not a big one. It's just a famous one. Yep. It, it goes okay. through a lot of real notable places, and I think that helps. Well, it's still a big one. Oh, the Rhine. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sucks to be so the yeah, Danube. That, that question was exactly <laughs> what that question was. Yeah. <laughs> I should have right, gone question, with the Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. This is this is what you signed up for. Oh, this, this is this is going to be. There's nine more of these. Okay, nine <laughs> more of these. <laughs> Question two appears to be in the category of sports. What Ivy League college, founded as an Indian school, is found in Hanover? Okay. I mean, I feel um, like that's that's definitely a step up from the last question. Yeah, this it seems is. like a real trivia question. Like it gives you a couple different. It tells you it's in Hanover, and it tells you it's Ivy League, and it tells you that it was Indian-themed. Yeah, Hanover and it what? very much uses the word Indian instead of, you know, American Indian or Native yeah, American well, or First yeah. Peoples, which I am cringing hard at right now. So many different ways that that could have been written. 
Yeah. And 2010 me is like, oh, we'll just call it an Indian school. Nobody's yeah, it's fine. Because I, I was literally right. like, did was Harvard for Bangladesh at first or something? Like that was my literal like first. Thought. <laughs> oh no, no, this is this is Native American Indian. I know, no, I know. That just tells you how. It just tells you how. Uh, well, how I, times have changed time. in 11 years. Yeah, I mean, you're a different person now than you were back then, and uh, more woke. We have woke Jason now. Woke Thank God, AF. I hope so. so. Yeah. Woke um. F. All right, to answer the question. Uh, I don't know which one's in Hanover. And you know what's funny? Uh, we just did an Ivy well, League I list. I don't know if you did. Yeah, did you, did you I host did. that? Yeah, I hosted um, that. People love that round. That was a sweet round. I didn't know that you put it in the app for them to look at. So I read yeah. the first two questions and then someone was like, by the way, they're, they're on the phone. You don't need to be reading these. And I was like, well, fuck, I'm going to drink then. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm pretty sure... That that is Dartmouth, up in Hanover. That would have also Located been my guess. in Hanover, New Hampshire. Information I decided for whatever reason not to put in this question. Uh, <laughs> that would be Dartmouth University, established in seventeen sixty nine. Yeah, huh. like I said, yeah, I feel like I, that was a or Dartmouth that was a College question. Me, than the very important one. distinction. There. Yeah, Dartmouth I think College. I yeah. Dartmouth, yeah, Dartmouth College. I think I would have put. Uh, New Hampshire in there to change it, but other than that, it's a solid question. Well, and obviously changing Indian to Native American. Um, but yeah, but, I, th- I think that's actually oh, no, a sweet trivia no, question. Sir. I agree with Jeremy. I agree with Jeremy. Didn't write nuanced middle of the road difficulty questions. They were either <laughs> you know it or, or you, you don't. don't. <laughs> All right, let's let's hear uh, let's hear number three. Number three in the category. I'm trying to figure out. Uh, just looking at this, I forget what question three was. Possibly history possibly science i don't know uh but what kind of animal was missy the pet that texas a&m's missiplicity project was founded to clone um uh, i would guess a sheep just because yeah. you had that whole like sheep dolly was the sheep in on. scotland yeah. so missy was probably the american answer yeah, or was it a literally pig? like I mean, there's nothing that points us there. But uh, there's nothing yeah, that points I, you I anywhere. I, I like. I would guess either a, a sheep or a pig. Just the name Missy, or it could have been a cow. Missy could be a cow. I'm not going to lie. Texas A&M. I mean, it. Uh, what I is mean, that? The, lean the more Aggies? towards cow. The Aggies. The or Aggies. Whatever's. Yeah. Do we do we know yeah. which whicheth animal this was to get cloned? Like it wasn't the first stateside, right? I think that would also be huge in this question. Like the fourth one, that way somebody could just like happen to know animals were cloned and narrow it down to either just being a sheep or a goat instead of like, was it Missy? Well, it'd be really nice of him to include that information, but he didn't, Paul. No, Jeremy was bad at this. Let me bitch, Corey. (laughs) Um, Jason, I want to say I was actually, I was kind of expecting you to just stop after Missy. What kind of animal was missing? And I was like, did anyone come back to your trivia? <laughs> so, you know, we went back to the grindstone, thankfully. So I'm looking at, back at the research on this because, again, I haven't looked at this in a fucking decade. Apparently, the Missiplicity Project was devoted to cloning a rich guy's dog. Okay. All right. Yeah, apparently it was like the first example of, of trying to clone a pet. And for whatever reason, I thought that that was a good trivia question. What what year was that? Was it at least relevant at the time? Uh, yeah, it might have been relevant at the time. The dog initially died in 2002. The first dog to be cloned worldwide was in 2005. 
2007. I'm, I'm literally looking at the entry right now to try and find the date for you. And it's not giving up the goods. Well, while oh, you're no, looking at that, that, I can say uh, I've gone back and I've looked at some of my, my old current event rounds and uh, none of those questions like would pass age well day. yeah, yeah. They, they, it's just it's stuff that mattered then that day or that week but you know pulling it four years later not going to do you right. any good oh no yeah, this okay. isn't this isn't current events apparently it was 1998 oh my god oh, it was current <laughs> okay sorry. it does seem to have been like the first american attempt uh legitimately to follow in the footsteps of dolly the sheep like all i'm saying is that i've I have seen enough horror movies to know that um, you don't want to clone your pet because it will kill you in your sleep. Okay. I mean, I an old, like that could be side quest. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hit us with another one. All right. Number four, best guess is sports because it asks what wrestler died after falling 78 feet into the ring Ooh. when the rigging on his harness Aww. malfunctioned. Yeah. I remember that. I, yep. I remember. Oh, best part. That. I accepted two answers here. What? Oh, okay. This happened yeah. twice? His, no. His name oh. and his tag or whatever. Oh, his, okay. I don't watch wrestling. Whatever it's called. I mean. Your stage I, name. I, I guess just bury the lead. I mean, it's obviously yeah. Owen Hart. I don't remember. Yeah. What did he go by at the time? Uh, he I don't was, remember now. He was performing his wrestling role as the Blue Blazer at the time. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, he was uh, reprising that. Because yeah, of nothing all of the, needs to be uh, said about this question. It makes everybody fucking sad, and I have no yeah. idea why I wrote that. But you know, that was also late 90s. Maybe you were just on a late 90s kick. Welcome to I trivia. Am always on Tell a me who kick. died. <laughs> oh, it's it's Owen Hart. Owen Hart yeah. is who yeah, died. We said that. Owen Hart died. Oh, oh okay. No, no okay, he, next Paul question. asked who was it. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus. Don Knotts. Oh, Don Knotts died on my birthday. Did he really? Did you know that? Yeah, February 24th. How far did Actual he fall? Actual birthday? Like, you could be him reincarnated. Question five, and the subject of music, and I'm using music semi-loosely here, apparently. What musical theater duo gave the world such classics as The Sound of Music, The King and I, South oh. Pacific, and Oklahoma? I don't know the duo. I'm, I'm pretty for sure on this. Yeah. Jeremy does not sound pretty for sure. I mean, I'm trying Paul, to remember the second guy's name. My brain is just not working nah. tonight. I'm like, Paul, I, know, think I, know, of, I know this. Paul, think of literally who is the only musical writing duo that you can think of. I'm trying oh, to think I got of it. one. There we go. It, it finally clicked. Gilbert and Sullivan. There you go. Done. <laughs> Done. Yeah, I would not have gotten that, I don't think. Yeah, it's it's not and Gilbert and no, it's not. Paul, don't it's, worry. It's, it, it's Rogers and Hammerstein. Yeah, even less likely than Gilbert and Sullivan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, just a gap in my knowledge. I think. Yeah, I think that. I mean, I I could see that being a, a difficult one for people who aren't familiar with with musicals or or Broadway or whatever. But uh, I think once you are, that's are you a theater are, head? It's Corey? a pretty big name on pretty big. Uh, names musicals, so yeah. yeah this is an example of me simultaneously over and us underestimating my audience because i think oh i'm asking a musical theater question it's going to be super super hard i might so as well you throw gave four them the softest of balls there. yeah i i knew from the wording of your question that i should know the answer like that's reasonably like one of the easiest musical theater questions you could ask as far as the history of musical theater 
And I, I objectively recognize yeah. that. I just still didn't know. But I mean, those are Oklahoma and like Sonnet, like those are huge names. Yeah. Yeah, they're so they're I, at the top of the mountain for I, all so time. So I think you I think you pretty you pretty clearly set the line for with this information you know the answer. If you don't have this information, then you probably don't you know then you don't yep. know anything about musical theater. So are you at zero or not zero? Exactly, it's very binary here. Very uh, low bar for the trivia question, which I like. But at least even in twenty ten, I love that he's I talking shit about you. I'm talking shit about me. <laughs> I'm the best at talking shit about me. Question six is to see what happens with that in the category of television. What TV puppeteer? I honestly don't think I need to give you any more, but gave the world Lamb Chop, Charlie Horse and Hush Puppy. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I also don't know this one. I'm outclassed. Really? It's, you know, it's a bit of a generational thing. How old are you, uh, Paul? 28. Oh, okay. So I'm only a little bit younger than you, but just a lot more misinformed. No, you, you shouldn't you should know this one you're she right has like she had the white hair cut short i don't no. know the name oh, at she all. had red hair was it i, I don't know i, I think was she very young. much she had looked red old. hair yeah I, i'm also colorblind and so are you jason so don't act like you knew <laughs> i i know the difference between white and not white shit oh my god uh, why can't spoken like a true name. conservative <laughs> <laughs> oh this is driving me nuts i know her name and i can't think of her name it's, it's wait, you Sherry, don't. It's Sherry Lewis. It's Lewis. Yeah. Thank you. I can't remember her last yeah. name. Like Sherry something. I had Sherry. <laughs> I'm pretty like, I sure her, her name, last name. I'm pretty sure her name was like actually it was Sherry Lewis, Lewis's Playhouse or Sherry Lewis presents Lamb Chop. Lamb Chop or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Lamb Chop I mean, sing along. Yeah, or play along, whatever it was. Yeah. All right. Number was it seven? Uh, yeah, we're at number seven, which I think is like human culture i don't know how else i would have described this this was it's (laughs) not exactly general knowledge but it's in that kind of vein in personal ads what does the abbreviation swf stand for okay i've got oh yeah i got that one swf and like a personal ad like craigslist or newspapers oh okay in newspapers where you pay yeah, you by have to remember letter. this was 2010 where newspapers were still printed in paper it's also uh, the name so, of a movie and i believe it won or was yeah. it up for some oscars paul do what's me the, proud here you got this what's the purpose of a of, of a personal ad like like to find somebody to meet things. with okay before so, there were so, dating so it is like craigslist yeah before tinder <laughs> yeah 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 so i would guess i would guess single white female there you go there you go. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's single. I don't know. I just, I just had to get to what kind of ad we were talking about here. Basically, I mean, back in the day, young one, uh, it was like they printed out Craigslist and stapled it all together and like folded it up and delivered there, it to There are house. zero staplers in a fucking newspaper, Corey. Oh, yeah, so you so- are familiar with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how else to tell you um, what the, the type of ad is. They're literally and have, to my knowledge, always just been called personal ads yeah 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 no i don't know i don't know why it took me that i just i because because that that abbreviation popped up in my head right away i was just like what what ads are we but we're good we got there we got there together i'm I'm proud of you we got this i'm gonna have you start writing questions for me good uh already started bud get get your money you ever heard of don knots (laughs) (laughs) all right current events 
Oh, oh, from 2010. Oh no, doesn't make this question any easier or harder. God, I can't I wait to see you. the next Robin Williams movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, you're fired. You're again. fired. <laughs> so, question eight. You bastard. What controversial politician resigned hmm. as governor of Alaska in July 2009? Oh, okay. Okay. All yeah, right. Okay. So that's, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. I've gone parasailing before. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like it. I'll tell you as what, a, though. But uh, can I you see Russia answer? from your front porch? <laughs> I knew the answer, but I didn't know. I, I didn't remember that she resigned. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, this the whole, was, the whole thing just ruined her career as governor. Well, yeah. but This was just over a year after the 2008 election of for which she became, you know, worldwide famous. Yeah. And 2010 me thought, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. No one will get there will this. Be, <laughs> I think it was at the point where I just wanted people to feel really good about themselves and didn't know how to do that. I think this is a two word <laughs> question, Jason. It's Alaska governor question mark. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Name literally any other Alaskan yeah, governor. And that's the thing. Like, was was Seward actually the Alaskan governor or was he just a the the guy who bought Alaska? I don't remember. He but is the secretary of whatever secretary bought Alaska. I'd like to speak to the CEO of purchasing Alaska, please. Like what? <laughs> also, I'm, I'm sorry. To think, that I was like eighteen sixty seven. So I think that was Andrew Johnson, actually. He was well, the yeah, CEO. But it, but, it was, but it was called Seward's Folly, right? He was just the secretary. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was the secretary of, of state or of the treasury or of whatever department was in charge of that thing. Yeah, and it was, but it was assumedly just a territory for a while because it didn't get statehood until, what, 51? Uh, 59, I think, but yeah, it was Even a territory later, for Jesus. just about yeah. a century. Mostly because there was no fucking point to it until we realized there was oil there. Oil, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and keeping an eye on Russia with just a pair yeah. of binoculars. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't give a damn about Russia for like 80 years. No, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Russia didn't matter until Russia didn't matter. Well, they didn't take part in World War One, right? <laughs> they were they were still figuring out Lenin. They, World they War had II is... their their whole other thing going on with like China and the Japan. Bolshevik Revolution and everything yeah. And, too. Yeah. yeah, and that messed them up for World War One. Although yeah. they were they were invaded, which is yeah. never Classic. a good idea. <laughs> Given the choice, don't invade Russia. Yeah. Unless you... That, that reminds me of my next trivia question. Invaded Russia question mark. Right. <laughs> False. If, if you do uh, plan on invading Russia, just make sure you hit them from the north. Who's watching? <laughs> just Sarah ski Palin. on through. Just yeah. go over the top. <laughs> Sarah Palin's watching. <laughs> Is that how Sylvester Stallone is going to invade Russia? He's just going to go over the top? Yes. You know, that pun is kind of rocky. I'm sorry. I'm just going to Rambo through to question nine. Uh, In the category of games, rule of three, baby. What type of word puzzle was introduced in the New York world in 1913? I would guess crossword Uh, because of the New York world and the New York Times being the original newspaper crossword. I'm going to go. I remember that path. 2010 me thought that this was a good question. Again, I'm going to yeah, guess word search. My my guess would be crossword, but 
looking at the other questions, it could also be like Sudoku or Word that's Jumble not, or Scramble or Sudoku was my first thought because it was like international or whatever, but that's not a word S- puzzle. Sudoku's a number yeah. puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, I, I didn't and, mean and I figured Sudoku crosswords either, but already existed. So oh, my look, guess would be word search just to This was twenty ten Jason that question. wrote it. So Yeah. So I guess that'd be crossword then if we're going with beginner and trivia right. I will tell you that it is definitely either crossword or it's a type of puzzle that none of you collectively have ever heard of, because that's how 2010 wrote these. <laughs> oh, no, right? <laughs> is it a cryptograph or whatever? No, it's a fucking crossword puzzle. Oh. Of course it is. <laughs> I thought it was like going to be something like crazy that everybody in the room's like, what the hell are you talking about? Just always assume on these questions, it's either the very, very obvious answer, or you are never going to guess it. <laughs> I like that. Those are my favorite and ones. And so far, it's kind of been the very, very obvious answer. At number 10, to put an end to my misery, uh, was just in the category of miscellaneous. This is where anything that didn't fit in the first general knowledge question in your general knowledge category. (laughs) Yeah, but this was the it was the safety valve. Okay. In a sense, if I need to stick like a religion question in or a technology Uh. question, I'm like, I can just go in wherever. So number 10, if you're visiting Tiger River, Sun Bear Forest and Gorilla Tropics, what world famous California zoo are you in? It's the San Diego, San Diego Zoo, Zoo, right? Yeah. <laughs> how many, many world-famous... Because, again, and I can't stress enough, what other zoo would it be? <laughs> yeah. SeaWorld doesn't count as a zoo, okay. does it? Yeah. Well, I was saying, what's I think the one at Disney now? That, but... Like, uh, uh, what's an- that one they have at Disney World now? Animal Kingdom is oh, yeah, in California. So there's that. Okay, that's true. That's in Florida. Never mind. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if Disneyland has a uh, a comparable one. I know obviously there is the Animal Kingdom not, and, no. and okay. my least favorite of the parks in Florida for what it's worth. Really? Was Disney World? Uh no, Animal Kingdom in Walt Disney oh, World. Oh, gotcha. Really? Yeah. Why is that? I I wish I could tell you. I just I've been once and nothing other than like the Tree of Life really wowed me. Oh my god, I loved Animal Kingdom. I love the the cruise, the safari cruise. I think because I wasn't able to go on the safari cruise that day, oh, that was part of it. The line was too long. We didn't that. have the pass. and It's yeah, like going to Universal Studios and skipping the Haggard motorcycle ride. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> it was a very busy week, and we had two kids. Damn it. <laughs> well, get rid of them. Yeah. You guys want a bonus question? Oh, I'm sure. Ever. Absolutely not. Because when you write questions that you think everybody is going to get 10 out of 10 on, you write a tiebreaker for every (laughs) round. Oh, no. And uh, here is mine. I don't even know if this is factually correct. Uh, Well, I'll explain the part that I'm not positive is factually correct when we get to it. Uh, But it is a number question. It was, you know, closest to the pin format in the event of breaking a tie. I think we were giving away uh, appetizers to any team who won a round at this uh, point. So I needed something to do that. Yeah. yeah, it was on Saturdays, even though it felt like it should have been on Fridays for some reason. <laughs> I get it. Uh, so here's your tiebreaker. What is the loudness in decibels of a blue whale's whistling call? The part I'm not sure of being accurate is when I called it the loudest sound made by any animal. Uh uh, I believe it well is done. the loudest sound made by any animal. I'm going to guess 400. I was going to guess like 150 or something. Because aren't like jet lower, engines but... like 350 or something? So maybe I, I mean, this sh- is a tiebreaker. So, you know, come up I'm with wrong. whatever you want. 
Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna say I 400, would... which is too loud, I think, but that's fine. I would guess somewhere around 150 or 200. What did you say, Jeremy? I said 150. All right, I'll say 200. And I'll say we... 151. I was just gonna mention prices, right grading. Uh, Corey, <laughs> you would have won this round. Yeah, suck it, Jeremy. 188 ah. decibels. And oh, I gosh, question the, the follow-up because I know that there is a variety of shrimp or some other like ocean-dwelling animal that can move so quickly that it creates a sonic boom. Oh, I've, I've, Isn't that the I've rainbow seen that shrimp. shrimp or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that shrimp. thing. And you can definitely make an argument that that intrinsically would have to make at least a hyper-local, absurdly loud sound. So I would definitely want to go back and make sure I could at least source or pin that it is in fact, the loudest confirmed sound ever made by anyone. Or just change your wording to mammal and you're safe forever. There you go. Or, since it's 2010 me, <laughs> how loud's a whale? <laughs> how loud is whale? <laughs> whale loud? <laughs> what kind of animal was Missy? Uh, not a whale, thankfully. Who Missy? I am closing <laughs> this file forever. Oh Until oh, next Oh, that was week. cathartic. All right. What else is cathartic? Uh, ending this god-awful journey Stiffies? into our collective past? Or going to Pod on Twitter and Facebook at Quadriviapod. At, yeah, like, that, that at, would be catharsis. At sign Quadriviapod. <laughs> anyway, Corey, who are you? Where can people find you? Uh, I'm Corey. I own Third Degree Entertainment in uh, Eastern Washington, North Idaho. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. Just look for Third Degree, find Theo the Owl, and you're there. And I'm Jason with Liquid Courage Entertainment, based again in the Chicagoland area, but operating primarily on Twitch these days at twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage. And Paul, do you know what the K is for in courage? I do not know what the K is for in courage. Kahlua. Copyright avoidance. Copyright avoidance. I like it. How about you, Paul? Where can people find you? <laughs> um, for trivia purposes, people can basically just get in touch with Corey uh, at all variety of thirddegreeentertainment.com slash on Facebook uh, slash But what on if they Twitch. want to get a hold of you? If they want to get a hold of me specifically, uh, come order a pizza at Tomato Street. Other than that, I'm fairly underground right now. Or you can come to the Third Degree Entertainment Discord and at him there. Or you can do that, yes. All right. And I've been Jeremy with Liquid Courage Entertainment in Chicago. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash LKJeremy, on Twitter at JerWG. And you can uh, get a hold of us. Uh, send us your emails, uh, keyword suggestions, anything like that at quadriviapod at gmail.com. You can find us on quadri at quadriviapod on Twitter, at quadriviapod on Facebook or facebook.com slash quadriviapod, and uh, quadriviapodcast.com where you can vote on the keyword challenge and some other stuff. Now, Paul, you may be you may be surprised to hear this, but that is actually the cleanest outro and plugs that we have ever done. I believe yep. it 100%. And now it's time for Paul to send <laughs> us into our signature outro. Oh, no, I think Jason was going to tell you something, Jeremy. Yeah, I was going to remind you to plug your show that's starting in like you know, the day this goes live, you dingus. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. Uh, I will be at uh, Tipster's Cut right Village there. Pub. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. <laughs> yeah, you had a chance. You blew it. <laughs> cool. 
Um, if by any chance anybody is still listening, by or whatever. Bigfoot's run rampant. Uh, Jeremy. Yeah. Same. True. That's a really good point, Jeremy. And I think it the really real is. takeaway here is that. <laughs> Sorry, I had a, I was listening to a so voicemail. Have you. Oh <laughs> I'm awful God. because I'm working. <laughs> Welcome oh. to Quadrivia Podcast, where all of the hosts are attentive and tuned into.